back. Another episode from the stands. Week nine of the college football season. I believe we have one more week, and then we finally get the college football playoff rankings. Clint and Jacob joining us as always on this Halloween weekend coming up. Jacob, what's going on, man? You ready for another uh, weekend of college football? Always, dude. It feels like it's flying by. Clint just said it before we started. It's like, man, week nine. Wow. It's coming up quick here. Um, but yeah, super excited for another week. Halloween or not. I know. I was. I remember when we were doing the previews and I was like, can we just get to the season already? And here we are like more than halfway through. Oh, Clint, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. Hanging out in California. Uh, about to come back home tomorrow, um, which is just time to watch them football in the same time zone as y'all again so i'm looking forward to that yeah oh that will be nice actually mm-hmm. be nice nice for the old mm-hmm. group chat help that out all right well let's get into it let's uh let's talk about how we did last week with our pickums, our top 25 picks um clint's got uh last week's results and then he's got the overall standing source and uh looks like jacob's trying to sneak into that number yeah, man. spot so jacob's on uh what you got a little bit of a hot streak Cool, cool him down a bit. Jacob wins the week at eleven to six. Um, so solid week for him. Uh, myself and JC tie at eight and nine, so not terrible, but obviously not what we're looking for here. And then Gavin, my son, uh, loses the week seven and ten. But hey, he's he's been doing pretty decent all year, so he's allowed to have a down one. Uh, so overall. Gonna yeah, say that's, he's still pretty right. solid. I mean, <laughs> especially the, the way he's picking, which is mm-hmm. it's flipping a coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seven year old by um, the way too. Yeah, I don't have like a twenty old running around. Uh, so seventy seven and sixty is the lead right now. That's what JC has. But coming up on him, Jacob, two games back. So watch out, buddy. Watch out. Uh, let's go. Yeah. I had a good lead there for a while. Eight games but, off the lead yeah. is Gavin, and a full ten games back is yours truly. So, listen, I'm this is what I'm just eyeballing five hundred. Hopefully, I can make that. We'll see, dude. That's honestly not bad for you. Just, to, I mean, we're not like twenty five games off from each other, and you said your son's eight games back. When you say that out loud this far into the season, yeah. that's kind of yeah. wild. Honestly. Imagine if he tried. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> so he's like for him. Dude, he's yeah. probably gonna be like the Arizona Diamondbacks, dude. Oof. I don't know how many games out. Last one in. Well, I guess you're last one. In. You might be last one in. First one on top, or first one, whatever. Whatever. They're nailed it. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Last one in. Come out on top. There we go. There you go. Another oh, coke, if man. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, we we do need to figure out what we're gonna do with the bowl games. If we'll just stick with like top twenty five bowl game matchups, or we just do a separate thing, or we just like end it with the regular season and. And call it from there. I mean, and they're like fifty. Yeah, and they're like Listeners, 50 Let us know which one. Well, that's what I'm saying. We just keep it with the ranked ones. I guess most of the bowl games will be ranked. I guess so. It probably really won't yeah. be that many uh, games. I guess. If we keep it like yeah, we'll play by ear. True. Yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. All right. Well, uh, like always, another big week. Some rivalry games uh, this week. Starting out with the number one team, and then obviously some. Playoff implication, as always, coming up. Where's uh, where's game day at this week? You know, uh, Utah, Oregon. Oh, that's right, that's right. All right, yeah. So definitely, uh, a little bounce back for Oregon. Maybe that'll that'll be good. Well, let's get right into it. Number one team in the nation, Georgia, taking on Florida. That's going to be in Jackson, Jacksonville. Uh, as Clint mentioned 
uh, the last Todd, the biggest, world's biggest cocktail party. That's a 330 kick on CBS. Georgia opens up as 14 and a half point favorites. No Brock Bowers. I don't know of any major injuries on the Florida side. Um, obviously, me and Jacob saw them in person a couple weeks ago. Uh, Clint, I'll start with you on this one. How do you feel? Um, to me, kind of a kind of an interesting one. Not as easy as I thought, especially with uh, you know Beck's uh, favorite target being. Yeah, there. I mean, I I could see how like knee jerk reaction is to be like, well, I'll just bet Florida. Um, to cover because of the Brock Bauer situation. Right. But then like, <clears throat> I feel like I do that sometimes. I like overreact to an injury and then forget like, Oh, this team is actually decent. Like the, you know, injuries happen. They've no, they know how to deal with that. Uh, I'm actually going to go Georgia here. Uh, I know obviously big rivalry, um, down there in Jacksonville, it's going to be right. Three thirty prime time. Uh, it's going to be hopefully a good game, but yeah, you're losing one of the, the, the biggest safety nets in all of college football, Brock Bowers. But if any team is going to be able to handle it, it's it's going to be a Georgia team. Like they just they're built around just being solid, regardless of who's playing. So give me give me Georgia, maybe to expose this Florida team a little bit, who's kind of riding this high. Um, obviously, they came back and beat our our boys in Columbia, and uh, you know have been doing pretty well, but. Uh, we've seen that the Gamecocks aren't that great, uh, so maybe we're uh, we're overamping this Florida team a little bit. So give me Georgia, and uh, I'll sweat this one out. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I I'm torn about this game as well, um, because like you said, losing Brock Bowers, everybody wants to jump on the Florida bandwagon a little bit, at least not to win the game necessarily, but. Um, even with Brock Bowers there and with him probably being gone, uh, Georgia is actually third in the nation in, in total yards per game, um, only behind Oregon and LSU. They're actually above Washington, which is kind of crazy to say. Um, they're just, they don't have like a five-star guy. I mean, now, especially with Brock Bowers gone, they just have like super solid athletes everywhere. And it's not flashy. It's just like, okay, we're just the better, bigger, stronger, better team. And we're just going to casually go for 509 yards per game. Um, so that being said, I really think 14 and a half is a lot. Um, it's not at Florida. And I know how bad Florida has been away from home until they finally won at Carolina. Um, but like I said, they were playing a ghost of a defense there. So um, I really, I think I have to lean Georgia. But I will say this one little fact that I do know is the last team to beat Georgia in the regular season was Florida in 2020. Feels like forever ago because it was it was three years ago, but um that is a fact. So that's one thing to look out out after. But uh, I still have to go Georgia and covering the points. I'm I'm gonna differ, and it's not because of obviously yeah you could say they had a good offensive showing versus South Carolina. Obviously we know what that defense is, and it's it's not a lot. But the fact that I, I think it's gonna be more of that Georgia Auburn game, right? Kind of a lower scoring. I say lower scoring is in the upper twenties, I guess. But although Florida's Georgia has a way better defense, um, probably the best defense that Florida's faced this year. But I think that if Graham Mertz doesn't turn the ball over, their two wide receivers can make plays, um, get the ball to ETN, let him run the ball. My, my concern is they have enough offensive output without Bowers. I get that. I'd be really intrigued to see the stats of the third down conversion rates or the third down percentages they go to Bowers. Because like, like Clint said, that safety net. That's Every time when we talked about it before, it seems like third down, you know where the ball is going. 
even on third and longs, man, it's like you know where the ball is going, and and Bowers finds a way to get the ball every single time. That's going to be the biggest thing. Georgia's still going to win this game, I'd say, by ten points. But I think a couple of those long third downs they don't convert because they don't have Bowers. He's got to find a different safety net, and Florida do just enough on offense to keep it relatively close, and it's a neutral site, so in a rivalry game. So give me give me Florida to cover the uh, the fourteen. Very nice. You guys. Well, uh, we'll see. I'm again. Georgia might win by twenty. Hope so. Um, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, all right. Next on the list, Big Ten matchup: Ohio State taking on Wisconsin. That's at Wisconsin. It's a seven thirty kickoff, prime time NBC. Ohio State fourteen and a half point favorites. It's coming off a a big win, maybe a little bit of a sluggish win, depending on how you look at it. Defensive game versus Penn State, fourteen and a half at Washington. I mean, I'm sorry, at Wisconsin. I'm going to lean the best player in college football, if not one of the best players in college football, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's a difference maker in this game. He's going to be the difference maker just about every single game. They find him a way to get the ball. doesn't matter what the game plan is. Wisconsin is not going to be able to stop that. So I'm going to take Ohio State and the 14 and a half uh, to cover that pretty easily. The over-under is surprisingly only at 45 and a half. This is a number that Ohio State could, could cover on their own, really. We've seen them do it before. Uh, but it is it is at Wisconsin on night game, so that, that might... Uh, you know, trip them up just a little bit. Jacob, I'll go to you on this one. Where do you lean? Yeah, this one's kind of tough too. Um, sport, you know, point spread wise. Uh, and we're going to see a lot of 14 and a half points. I, I feel like I, I remember typing out a lot of the lines and there were a lot of 14 point spreads, stuff like that. But uh, this one's kind of confusing because Wisconsin is five and two, but that record doesn't say at all. Um, their two losses have been at Washington State which we saw they've got a very good offense. And then they put a, a dud against Iowa and lost 15-6. And we know Iowa, the one thing they got is defense. Um, so that that's what kind of worries me when it, come to, when it comes to Wisconsin because we saw Ohio State's defense and how damn good it was against Penn State. Um, you know, Wisconsin may not score a lot of points. Um, so because of that, I know that Ohio State's offense can. Um, I don't think Wisconsin's defense is as good as what we've kind of come to know Wisconsin's defense to be over the past, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, so I, I personally have to lean Ohio State 14 and a half. I think they've they've weathered the storm in a way and got through some of these tough games. Um, and this is where they kind of really show off to the committee right before they make the picks or right before they kind of make those college football playoff rankings, um, which comes out next Tuesday. Um, I, I kind of say Ohio State's going to cover this and, and show the playoff committee, hey, we're for real, for real. We've beaten some good, decent teams, but this is a, a statement win right here. So I got them covered. Yeah, I'm going to take Ohio State, too. Listen, if you lose to Iowa, just don't talk to me, okay? That's, I don't want to hear it. If you lose to Iowa, I'm not picking you to cover any <laughs> spread. You might prove me wrong, but I don't care. Just out of principle, I can't pick you. Um, no, in a serious note, I uh, obviously Ohio State just played – Penn State, they won the big game. If I feel like Wisconsin is similar to Penn State as far as offensive explosiveness. Penn State's not that explosive. Yeah, they score points, but they're just not explosive offenses. Jacob, you've talked about this at length. Um, and their defense is definitely not as good as Penn State's. Talk about Wisconsin. So we saw what OSU did to Penn State. I don't think they're going to struggle really at all. I get it. It's in Wisconsin, but I'm not worried about it. So give me, give me Ohio State. Very nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you said that point about the 
I would think that's a good uh, rule to live by for sure, <laughs> at least this season. Um, all right, an interesting matchup. Uh, it's a noon kickoff. Florida State, number four in the country, traveling to Wake Forest. A big spread here, 20 and a half Florida State's way. They've had some some close games this year. Uh, Clemson comes to mind, but I think that's that's a, a decent team. But they've had some closer games. Boston College is one that comes to mind. Um, look, Jordan Travis, they're playing well, man. They've they've ran some good plays, man. They're they're using. Uh, I've seen a lot of good plays recently using Jaheim Bell at the at the goal line and having him lead block for Jordan Travis, man. They're executing well. They're playing well, and again, kind of still under the radar. It seems like, but twenty and a half is a big spread. <laughs> Uh, Clint, I'll start with you on this one, man. How do you, how do you feel about Florida State? Is this is this a game to watch for? Wake Forest had a a late win um, versus Pitt last week. Um, they played Clemson close. They played some other games, but they're kind of an average team, <clears throat> decent quarterback. Any chance they can cover? Versus uh, chance, State? yeah, but I I don't, I don't really see it happening. Um, we're getting to the point of the season where these teams that are good really start settling into just just winning the football game down to down, even if not down to down, they make those halftime, halftime adjustments like we've talked about so often. Uh, and Florida State's deep. We saw this last week when they were playing Duke. Uh, yeah, it was close for a little bit, especially while Leonard was playing, but it just got to a point where Florida State's just littered with talent two and three deep. So even if you do hang close for the first half, second half, you're gassed and you're not going to be able to be able to hang tight. So yeah, I get it. It's a big spread, but Florida State's really good this year, obviously, and I'm not going to start doubting on them now this late in the season. So give me Florida State. Yeah, in the pickums, we had this game in the in this uh, spread pickums that we do, and I earlier went through it and thought about it, and I I have to lean Wake in this, um, it but it it's not a confident pick. Um, Wake has been very up and down this year. And they, they beat Old Dominion, they beat Pitt, they lost to Georgia Tech, lost to Virginia Tech out of nowhere, made them look like they're good finally for after years of being not good. And then like the Clemson game, that was just like Clemson doing their thing more than Wake doing their thing. Um, I This is like Clint saying, that's exactly what I thought about when I leaned Florida State in my mind. I was like, okay, this is where they're so deep, where this is going to show late in the fourth quarter. And just like they did against Duke, kind of pull away. Um, but... <laughs> 20 and a half is, is a lot. So I, I personally think they're going to cover. So that's why I'm picking them, but I'm not confident about it. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to lean the other way. I think this, this week I'm surprised with how many big spreads there are. It's a noon kickoff. It's at Wake Forest. It's just one of those games where look, it's hard to get up for. If you're the number four team in the country and, and you're, you know, you're traveling up the East coast and you got to get up early. I don't know how the weather's going to be. I think it's actually going to be pretty warm this weekend, but, 20 and a half is a lot. Obviously, they're more than capable of it. That, that, that's not the question here, but I think Wake can do just enough. enough. And if, if they start out strong and, and hold them, I think kind of early in the first quarter, don't let them jump up to a 14-point lead pretty early on and get, it, and get out of hand. So give me, give me Wake Forest to cover this week. Yes. I need us to differ on some of these. Hey. <laughs> Dude, there's I would do the I'm looking down the list, man. There's so many big spreads. I'm like, man, I, I just hate like this late in the season, I don't expect I this many. But what you think uh Florida State is gonna pull a Florida and just like pull their team out of class on Wednesday and drop up and make sure they get plenty of rest? Hey, it's like <laughs> I mean like, you yeah, should yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's like it worked. Yeah, I, why not? I mean, that's not a that's not an easy drive. I mean, it's not a hard drive, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a decent drive. What uh did you take uh sorry Ohio State JC uh, or did you take um 
Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got Ohio State. Yeah. All right, moving on to uh, speaking of <laughs> big spreads again, Washington, and this is the thing too. All these big spreads, these teams are traveling. All these top five teams so far are traveling. Uh, number five, Washington going to Stanford, seven p.m. Washington coming off a, a disappointing win. I mean, holy cow! Probably should have lost that game. What fifteen mm-hmm. seven? I believe was the final score. Yep. <clears throat> they open up as twenty six and a half point favorites. The over unders at sixty and a half. Um, God, man, it's so tough because Stanford obviously Stanford beats uh who they beat what they beat Colorado. Yep, Colorado's uh, the big one in two overtimes. And what? And then they weren't they close with USC, correct? Uh, earlier in the year, um, I'm got their full schedule right here. They yep, close with US. Well, no, it wasn't. It was fifty six no. to ten. No, never mind. I'm I'm I I think I went red. I'm thinking Utah. Anyway, it was Arizona. So, they lost to Arizona. Arizona. So that, that's yep. the thing. It's what what I didn't think we'd be asking this, but what Washington team are we getting? What offense are we getting? To me, if I'm Michael Penix, like, yeah, you're not he's probably not like I gotta get my stats for the Heisman. He's he's been able to play and, and just do that, just how the offense is. I don't like it, but it's been a couple games where Washington hasn't been the Washington we know. So I'm going against my better judgment, I feel like. I'm gonna take Washington, I'm gonna take the big spread. I just think they're just going to come out early. They got to get right on track. Let let's stop doubting Penix. He's the real deal. And uh, I think he'll throw for three, four hundred yards and four or five touchdowns, and hopefully no interceptions. Clean it up a little bit, and maybe he can sit the fourth quarter and they can get a big win. How do you feel about uh, your boy Penix, or Jacob? Yeah, this this game leads exactly to what Washington does well. They give up. Stanford's defense gives up 315 yards passing per game. I mean, they give up 150 yards rushing too, but that's a decent amount of passing yards to average. Um, and obviously, the, Washington leads the country averaging 403 per game, which is kind of a wild stat to say out loud. Um, but, that you know, Washington's problem this year is having to run the ball, and they haven't done it. They didn't do it last game against ASU. That's why they they couldn't establish anything on the ground. Um, the one game they did, oddly enough, was against Oregon. I think they had one 100-yard rusher. But, I mean, they, other than that, they haven't ran the ball. And they need to do that. But, th- like I said, this game doesn't really line up well towards that. So, I don't know if that means that Washington's going to kind of stay in this little lull, I guess. Um, lull has been one game. And we're already talking about it being like a lull. But, um, yeah, I, I that's a lot of a lot of points for sure. Um, Stanford has shocked the world. I guess Colorado, but that was the world. That was the college football world, obviously. At the time, yeah, for real. At the time, so they kind of did shock the world, but um, they do get them at home. You know, Stanford, it's going to be in Stanford. So 26 and a half is a lot, um, but I think Washington will cover that. I'll take it. I kind of want to take Stanford just to spite you guys, but I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to pick how I actually feel, and I'm with I'm with you boys. I yeah, last week was ugly. Yeah, they probably should have lost. They had a great chance to lose, but uh, let's let's give them a chance to recover. Yeah, it's not one bad game. You still won. You're still you know at the top of the pack. Uh, no pun intended with the Huskies there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. But listen, <laughs> right, Stanford right. gave up 42 points to UCLA, 40, 43 points to Colorado, and 42 points to Oregon. So the Stanford team can't stop high power offenses. And they're not going to start now. Give me Washington. And it might be one of those games where we're like, okay, 
yeah, last week was a fluke. Washington is just fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd lock in 40-plus points for Washington easily, I would say. But to me, it's just the biggest mm-hmm. thing is to clean up those turnovers, man. That, you know, e- mm-hmm. even if Penix had a, you know, he had one other game maybe earlier in the season where, like, he didn't have the offensive output, but he wasn't turning the ball over like that. So hopefully they'll clean it up. All right, something we talked about right before the pod um, is, is Jalen Daniels going to play for Kansas. Um, he's still got that back tightness, which you wouldn't think would keep you out for this many weeks. But again, all these big teams are traveling. So Oklahoma's taking on Kansas at Kansas, 12 p.m. kickoff. Oklahoma's 10-point favorites. To me, man, if if he's if he's playing, I could see them covering. I think Oklahoma's the better team. Obviously, I think they're going to win the game. But based on how... I don't think Oklahoma... We talked about it. I don't think they played bad last week. I just think they played a tough opponent. It was a good game. I don't think you knock them down for that. But if Kansas has their quarterback, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but with that being said, no guarantee he's going to play. We talked about Bean. He's, he's a decent backup. He's actually played pretty well. Jacob has mentioned before. Uh, but I just think at this point, you know, um, you know, eat my eat my socks from earlier in the year. Obviously, um, they've proved me wrong. But look, at this point, ten points, they're more than capable of doing that. So it hurts me. I need this game. I need Kansas to win this game for my bet. But if if you told me Jalen Daniels playing, I'm flip flopped. I might just take. I might have to take Kansas and then and pull the upset. But if he's not playing, I don't see it. The only thing that that might help is the fact that it's at Kansas. Um, and maybe Oklahoma is still kind of half asleep uh, when the kickoff happens, but I don't see that, especially the way they've been playing recently. So give me Oklahoma begrudgingly to cover the 10 points there. Uh, and, and Clint, I'll start with you on this one. God. No, 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 no. I just, I don't, I don't like this game. I, I just what? hate games when you're having to guess about injuries. Oh. Um, that seems like, yeah. Well, right. That's thank God, Cam Rising, coach, <laughs> yeah. finally said yeah. something about. I him. mean, though, finally. To to be fair, we were this many games in. I was just going to assume he was never going to play. Um, so funny though, week zero, it's a game time decision. He's not going to play the entire year. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Game time for what eight weeks? Holy cow! Oh, good on Jesus. them. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, JC, this is really dependent on if Jalen plays. I'm gonna. Oh God, what's it? What? What's the spread? You said ten. Ten, oh, ten even. God. Which I think that's gonna change because in the pickums is ten and a half. I don't know which way it's gonna go. I think it may lean more Oklahoma, and it may change like twelve and a half by the time the game time. I was say, if it was ten and a half, I might lean. Like if it gets to like thirteen, if it was thirteen, I'd lead Kansas. I think. Yeah, and maybe like that's baked into the the thing right now because the J-Line's playing, it may be 10, but if he's not, it may Dude, end up I being 13, 14. I can't find anything that even talks about his Dude, the school's got like good at hiding. Yeah, yeah. Last, hiding like, these injuries. Week. Yeah, which is so different from the NFL, right? Because the NFL, like, they yeah. have to put, like, like you've got to be mics in people's underwear, so. like everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at 10 yeah, points, yeah, let yeah. me go Kansas. Um. Uh, I just don't like this game, but listen, I mean, pin drop. No, dude, I'm I'm with you, man. I I, I want to lean Kansas too. I just if he's not playing, dude, like it's mm-hmm. it it could get. And know, there's still I plenty just, of season left. It's weird. Uh, Oklahoma's undefeated, but you know they're they're gonna have to make sure they keep their guys healthy too. So I don't know if they're coming out and just absolutely smacking the crap out of Kansas. Um, 
I'm going to trust Kansas uh, and, and their offense, even if Jalen's not playing, uh, to keep it within 10. So give, give me Kansas, and uh, let's see this through. This is the tough thing because I need this game. Like, this is one. Yeah, like, you I, really do. I, yeah. I need it, but it's like where I'm at currently. Just I'm lean into it. Like, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd rather yeah. lose the pick them and Kansas pull the Fair upset. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will. I got I got three points. I just named off the top of my head why I'm going to pick Kansas here. Um, one, Kansas is five and two, and their one big loss was at Texas, which a lot of people lose, especially when they had Quinn Ewers healthy. Um, a lot of lose to Texas like that. Uh, two, both of these had a common opponent of UCF. Uh, obviously, we saw what UCF did against Oklahoma, where it was 31-29. Um, Oklahoma pulled that out. Um, Kansas beat UCF 51 to 22 and that was at UCF or no, I'm sorry, that, that was that, home home that was home without John Rice Plumley though that's the only exactly good there. point you, you beat me to it before I can say it so it was without him um but the biggest point and this is kind of not really childish in a way but I mean hell we're in October spooky season whatever uh the Oklahoma's played two games they had the bye week in October they played two games and they had the Texas game where they lost by or they won by one score and then they obviously beat UCF by one score. Why not Kansas do this again where it's just one score to finish out the month of October for them? They still win, but they just drag their way through October, just kind of skate by through, and then they may start blowing people out in November. But just give me one more one-possession game, and I'd take Kansas plus 10. Clint, I don't know if you kept up with it recently. Is this a down week or an up week for Oklahoma? Dude, that, that, got, that got blown up. It's, that that's working so te- Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Texas was a down week, right? I will say, I never I never thought I'd see the day where I'm the one picking Oklahoma oh, yeah. and you guys are against it. It's going to be a good this week. This is wild to me. <laughs> Absolutely wild. So I need I need this. I need something. I need something Ooh. when it comes to Oklahoma. So, you know, I hate I hate to be the one cheering. I'm going to be cheering for Kansas. Dude, you're going to be so conflicted this game. But, you yeah. know. I, I mean, genuinely yeah, think my, my brain's already prob- fried. Oklahoma's problem is like they're they're relying on Gabriel to carry them a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? But he but he's doing it so he's far. Doing he's doing it, yeah. It. But that's yeah. why they're only winning by like one possession or just you know not squeaking by. But like I think if right. the team was just acting like more as a team, it would be and not just having to be carried by Gabriel, which you know that may carry him to a Heisman victory. Who knows at this point? But right. I mean, yeah. Uh no, dude, I'm with hey, you, man. Listen, um, hey. But look, Dave, we he, talk he's about been, he's been making plays. Hey, you can have your quarterback carry your team, but if he slips, it, it looks bad. We've seen it with US, USC. We saw it last week with Washington. They should have yeah. lost. It could happen. So, man, you never know. <clears throat> that No, you're right. All the all the big, heavy mm. quarterback driven, especially all the Heisman talk. And right, you, you guys have, you have to have some other form of, of offense or have a, have a better defense because Caleb Williams is as hyped as he is and as good as he is. Yeah, he throws what throws three picks all last year throws two in the first mm-hmm. half versus Notre Dame you see how that went and then same for the, the following week so yeah I'm with it all right let, let's stick with the big 12 um Texas hosting BYU 330 kickoff surprisingly I mean this is what it opens up as 17 and a half points um no Quinn Ewers he's out for I don't know I'm assuming like three or four games the shoulder injury um Malik Murphy's gonna get to start there um Sarkeesian said he had the best Best day of practice he's had since he's been at Texas. You know, could be Coach Beak. Also, it's probably the first time he's taken the most first team reps. So he's also throwing to all the first team guys. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, look, BYU is a not not a terrible team. It's Malik Murphy's first start. This this wouldn't surprise me if they come out and just absolutely 
beat the brakes off of BYU and prove that it's not just about the quarterback. We do have a solid team, and I think that's true. But at the same time, it's still his first start, at least at Texas, I believe, at least the first start this year. 17 and a half is a lot, even at home. So I'm going to take BYU and that big spread, not confidently. Like anything has not been very confident so far. Um, so yeah, get, give me BYU and the points there. Uh, what, what about you, Jacob? Yeah, uh, this one always scares you if you had to go to play at BYU because that's always a hard place to win. Um, right. But uh, this being in Texas, I know they don't have Quinn Ewers, like you said. Um, we saw how dominant this team looked in every game except really the Wyoming game, and they still won 31-10, but they pulled away late. Um, until the Oklahoma game, that's when they first looked vulnerable, and then they had the Ewers thing happen last week. So, I mean, this team is still a damn good team. We said that at the beginning of the year and stuff like this is a different Texas team. So I think they will bully this team a little bit. Um, that is a lot. I swear Vegas does it again with these point spreads. It's like right on no. the money of where you think. And it's just like it frustrates you because now if you look at the live line, it's at minus 19. Um, so I think people are betting the Texas side on that, which kind of scares me, honestly, because this BYU team is five and two. Um, they beat Cincinnati. They beat Arkansas by seven at Arkansas. They beat Texas Tech. So, I mean, they haven't just beaten nobody. Um, man, if this was at 19, I think I would definitely take BYU. But the, and what is it, 17? 17 and a half. 17 and a half. I may, honestly, with, with, not a, not, with not a normal quarterback, not a starting quarterback, I'm going to take BYU in this just to cover. It may be a late backdoor cover, but I may take them. I'm going to take them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Clemson. So, who did, who did both y'all have again? BYU. BYU to cover. We rolled out the carpet for you. Well, now I'm scared because I was going to go Texas, but y'all are going BYU, <laughs> so now I'm just terrified to go the other way. And but but I don't think it's like an overreaction. It's not like oh my god, Malik Mur. I just no, I I get it. Show me he's going to play bad. It's just yeah, just just show me, you know. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> Listen, Grandpa, Grandpa over there. Scary, right? don't don't the big figure it out. Give me, give me, give me Texas. Hey, I was gonna pick them. Go. Yeah, y'all scare me a little bit, but uh, I mean, it. Offense was obviously great with viewers, but there was times where you it, it looked a little sloppy. So I don't know if the drop off. Let me let me back that up. There will be a drop off, but I don't know if it's severe. Uh, they may just play safe football, and you're like, well, this is a boring. 38 to 10 game. Uh, so they give could. me Texas. I get a BYU has had a decent season so far. I just don't think their opponents have been all that tough and really exposed them all that much. Maybe we can see this Texas defense show up and, you know, pick up whatever slack is left over from the Ewers injury. Did they say any timeline for how long or is this just going to be, uh, you know, week by week? Jesse said like maybe two or three weeks, I, I, four I, weeks. I'm assuming three or four games. They just said multiple games, and I mean, there's only a few left. There's it's not season ending. They said so. Yeah, I, I would say you'd miss. I think it depends on how Texas is couple. doing. Like if they can kind of handle these other teams mm-hmm. and make it to the Big Twelve championship, then I think they may right. rest them until the Big Twelve kind of deal. Um, 
but we'll have to see how that goes. But I will say, I don't even know if y'all said this, but this kind of, it kind of is coach speak, but Sark did say like Malik Murphy had like his coach best speak. practice of the year. Coach speak for like, sure. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. Yeah, I mentioned you did. that. I, I thought you did. Yeah, coach speak, yeah. but like it could also be true. Yeah, there's no way he's going to be like, Malik Clint, look, like crap this week, boys. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Clint, let me ask you this. You talked about there, there be, being a drop off. Obviously, they're still scouting Malik Murphy. It's not that, but, and, and, and Ewers mm-hmm. is an athlete and he can get out the pocket, but, Let's say it, it's weird because it, it's not fair to say, but I think what might happen is, and I'll get your take on this, is there might not be a drop off, but let's just think things get kind of hinky early on, or maybe the O line's not doing what they're doing. But Malik Murphy hinky. is such a big dude, such a freak athlete, that what he can do with his legs might make up for it. So, I'll, although maybe from a coach standpoint, it's like, well, we didn't have a great game offensively. We Malik Murphy had to use his legs a lot, but because of him using his legs, might be th- the reason they win the game. Is that something? you think might kind of, I guess, help them? But he doesn't have a lot of film on him, obviously, not, yeah, not I mean, listen, in college. The, I think Texas averages like 180 grounds on the ground already, as it is. And you're going to put in a quarterback that also uses his legs. Right. Absolutely. I think that's a good point. And right. to add on to that, they're not going to put Malik Murphy in these crazy situations where it's going to be third and long all the time, and he's having to convert with his arm. That's Even if he is good, he hasn't played all year. That's not... if if. You're, you're right. counting on the coaches here to not put your guy in that kind of situation. And I think that's how it's going to play out. They're going to play somewhat safe, use his legs, use that, use that uh, rushing game they already have. And then just the defense, the Texas defense right. isn't bad. Uh, and I, I, so I, I just no, think that's how it's going to play out to where it's going to look like a safe game, but Texas is still going to look like the, the more dominant team. Right. I think he might surprise us with his arm. The, the reason I because he is a top recruit or, or was a top recruit. But the reason why I keep talking about his athleticism, yeah. he looks like a defensive end. Like the dude is huge and he's jacked. Like he does not look like a quarterback. I know we talked about in that preview, that, that picture that surfaced <clears> like in the springtime where it's Quinn, Arch Manning. And then it's like, who's that miles Garrett looking yeah. dude standing next to all the quarterbacks. And it's like, Oh, that's, do you watch him come out and drop dimes? So, uh, four, four tuds in the air, one saying. rushing, I, I like think, just having I, an absolute game. And you were just like, son of a gun. Like, I think. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, your, yeah, your yeah, job yeah. is not, I, yeah, be, I, you know, in question. Is he's safe? Like, as soon as he's healthy, he'll be back. But no, yeah, I, I think you're right, man. I think they're going to use his athleticism to kind of, you know, maintain position of the ball, run, run the ball a lot. They'll be okay. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's move into the next game. Uh, we got Oregon. At Utah, Oregon coming in ranked number eight in the country. Utah is ranked number 13, coming off a win over USC. Oregon opens up as six and a half point favorites. Uh, Clint, I'll start with you on this one. How do you feel about Oregon? Um, and then, like, I don't know what, what to make of this Utah team. When we talked about it, obviously reacting about last week's game afterwards. Uh, this spread is is a little surprising to me because I'm almost a little more confident in this than some other ones. But I'll get your take on. Yeah, this I'll take first. The, this first six on this one. I'm I'm gonna take Oregon here. Um, it, it, we kind of, or at least I have this year. Uh, I fade Utah just a little bit. They keep winning, winning. As soon as I jump on, they you know they lose a the game. Uh, still a great team. This is kind of in, in the past where I would jump back on Utah. I'm actually gonna stick with Oregon here. Uh, at at six and a half. I, I don't listen. We talked about Dan Lanning, and Utah has a great defense, but 
Dan Lanning's going to still do what he does and use all four downs most of the game. If he's anywhere near the 50-yard line, he's using all four downs. Right. Um, that's going to wear – I don't care how good your defense is, they're going to get tired if that continues and they're able to convert some of these, you know, third third and fourth downs. Give me give me Oregon. I, th- I think they'll – it's at Utah. All right, let me flip my whole yep, script. It's at Utah. Give, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we're going to restart. I, dude, if Utah wins this game – God, the Pac-12 spicy because that's going to be all kinds of weird stuff going on. Um, Very spicy. But I'll, yeah. I'll take I'll take Oregon and uh, I'll leave the six and a half. What you got, dude? Dude, don't even t- if you don't even tell me a spread. I I feel six like this is like a. Well, I know, but like if you didn't tell me the spread, it's like I don't know which way to go. And then the what moment I heard. You're giving me Oregon minus six and a half. I'm like, okay, give me all of that all day long. I'm taking yep. Oregon. That's a pretty confident thing. But like it is in Utah. And I will say, boys, if you look at both of these teams' schedules so far this year, it seems like Utah's actually played a pretty yeah. difficult schedule. Yeah. Remember, they started out with Florida. Baylor's not like whatever. Um, UCLA, their one loss is at Oregon State, 21-7. And then they played USC. Now they're playing Oregon. So they've been battle-tested all year long. Um, they had Cal in there too. Like they have one Weber State. I think Oregon's played like freaking Hawaii, Portland State, or like like who knows? Like they have their first tough game was Washington. Or they play Stanford as well. So like that kind of worries me a little bit. But I've seen what this Oregon team can do against good competition and bad competition. I genuinely think they will cover the six and a half. It may not be you know maybe just like ten to thirteen points. But when is this Utah team going to like? actually play like where they're at like they're still a damn good team but like they've got Bryson Barnes like they don't have this elite quarterback and yet they still seem to to pull out these like professional style wins just winning when they need to and stuff like that and that kind of aggravates the shit out of me it is it's good because Utah is damn good but it's like their little thorn in the side of the Pac-12 just keeping USC yeah, out of the playoff, which thank you but like just doing <laughs> yeah, all this to yeah, a lot yeah. of people and stuff and it's like man this team's just a thorn in the side of everybody but i i think oregon like i still stay with my pick they're gonna win the pac-12 in my mind and like you said that's actually a really good perspective clint like if if utah does win this it's gonna turn this whole conference like upside down in my mind um so i'm i'm taking taking oregon to cover that you reminded me of quentin williams when you uh the Jets D tackle when you were just talking said thank you when he sneezed and blessed himself and then said thank you. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Uh but no, I look, I think Utah's just well coached, man. Like you said, they're just the team that's always in. Like I think early on we were like maybe overrated and they had some games where we're like, all right, they're for real. And then I right, the, the whole Oregon State thing happened. Maybe they're not. Like very odd. But yeah, like I said right before um Clint gave his take, this is the Oddly enough, the, the most confident I've probably been in a pick so far today, and I'm with you, boys. It, it's Oregon, pretty much whatever the spread may be in this one. Um, not a knock on Utah. I just, like you said, like with Dan Landing using all four downs, which a lot of people don't use as often. Um, I think they're going to score a lot of points, and I, th- I think they're still one of the best teams in the nation, and 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 they got a very good shot at getting to the playoff. But they need to win this game, so this is huge for them. Absolutely huge. Um, and then with game day being there, obviously it's going to be. Oh a, God, I forgot game day is going to be there too. Uh, and we all picked Oregon, so that that means for sure Utah's winning. All right, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, 
good thing I'm not an Oregon fan. I don't know if we have any Oregon fans listening anyway. I don't think we've branched out that far west quite yet. So I don't think I'm cursing <laughs> anybody yet. yet. Uh, not yet, not yet. All right, all right. This one's interesting. It doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be interesting, but it is because of Penn State's lack of offense and lack of like urgency to score points at all and, and take the Ohio State game out of it, right? Just even before that, the Northwestern game comes to mind. They're tied at halftime and, and finally decide to uh, to cover there at the end. I think they might have covered in that one. But anyway, it's, this is a noon kickoff. Penn State hosting Indiana. Penn State's 32-point favorites. The over-under is only at 46. Look, Penn State, I, I look, I know they had a terrible showing versus Ohio State. The offense wasn't there. Defense still was flying around. 32 is a lot of points. If they cover the 32, it's going to be at the very end of the fourth quarter. And it's going to be slow. And it's going to be ugly. And it's going to be Big Ten football. In a complimentary way, it's not Iowa, right? They actually can run an offense. It's just not the high-flying offense of, of Michigan, maybe. Uh, I, I'm going to take Indiana. I don't like it. But 32 is a lot of points. And I just think if if, if the game was six quarters... I would say Penn State easily covers it, but it's only four, and they're not in a hurry out there at all. So give me Penn State and the noon kickoff. Maybe we'll, we'll maybe the crowd's not that much into it. Um, Jacob's making a face that I, that I don't know what it is. So I'm going to go to you next, Jacob. Uh, you change your mind? You're what? What are you doing? No, I. You just said like unlike Iowa, this team knows how to score some points, and I. I mean I that that's to, a factual statement. I'm I, sorry, sir. Not, if taking sideways shots. Iowa's averaging 19.5 points per game. Uh, Penn State's not averaging less. No, Indiana. I thought you said Indiana. And stuff. They they're averaging 17.9. So they're no, actually worse No, no. Penn State can score points. Unlike. Okay, I thought you were talking about. I was Indiana, about to say. So look, I, I had to cover sure. that. Real fast. Indiana is not that great. Well, of Indiana, I would still pick over Iowa, probably. Nah, I, mean, I don't know. The defense for the Iowa defense. is not. I mean, they yeah. might have already played. Who knows? Well, the two wins that Indiana has this year is Indiana State, 41 to 7, and then they beat Akron in four overtimes, 29 and 27. That's not a good look. No. Other than that, they put up 14 points against Louisville, put 14 against Rutgers, 14 against Maryland, and less than that in every other game. Um, this is one of those just like Penn State the week before the Ohio State game. It's like they got UMass. And what was the what was the spread? Like 43 or 49 points? Something it was, dumb. It was, 40, it was 43 UMass, I do remember. 43. And I'm like, dude, how I mean, UMass has to cover that. There's no way. And then here we are sitting here, and this game spread is what, 32? Like, what was that score? Do you remember? Yeah, it was it was 63 nothing. Lacking. Ooh. Maybe I should yeah. change my mind. That's where I'm at. I think Penn State's going to be pissed about what happened in Ohio State and pissed about what people like us are saying, uh, how they just are not explosive. And then they'll do this like they've done every single year. Like James Franklin, I think I'll put out the set that he's like really good against everybody else in the Big Ten besides Ohio State and Michigan. So why not cover this spread? Screw it. Penn State minus 32. That... Well, I'm this might change my mind, but this might help you. With my gut, that, I guess. Jacob, that was going to be my exact point. There's a, a conference game. There's a reason this this spread is this high, and it's they know they know Indiana's bad. Give me Penn State. They're going to cover the massive spread again. Like we said, Indiana's not that good. JC, are you, are you going to come to your senses? Are you going to you going to ride with the Hoosiers? I, I no, should. Don't this I, I really should because they're probably going to win. 86 to three, but <laughs> look, I I'm going. The, I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm. A, I and it doesn't steer me wrong too often. It's got me to 77 and 60, 
Look, it might fail me this week, but I'm I'm gonna stick with it, and I'm gonna cheer for Indiana. At God, least dude, keep that's gonna suck if <laughs> during that game, Penn State. It's gonna be a push. I hope it's Penn a push. State's winning 32, like thirty-two ten. You're still having to root for Indiana. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, hey, it'll, it'll make my Saturday interesting. What game is this? Game starts at noon. I'll be watching the Carolina game, and I'll just be tuning in on this on my phone. <laughs> yeah, to, uh, to keep it interesting. Dear right. God, a degenerate. This one, uh, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna be gambling on that one. That's for sure. <laughs> this one, look, boys, art. I already wrote down a few. Um, while we're doing it, uh, just looking ahead a few games, you're gonna be surprised maybe at my pick in this one. But, uh, Clint, I'm, I'm gonna start with you in this one. Oregon State at Arizona. Oregon State coming in ranked number eleven. It's a 10, 10.30 kickoff. Um, so it sucks. I say it, no, it doesn't. It doesn't really suck. You'll be back on the East Coast for the better. I was gonna say it wouldn't be that late for you out there. Um, but a late kickoff. Oregon State's three and a half point favorites. Arizona has been doing their fucking hardest to pull some upsets, win some big games, come very close. I really like the quarterback. I'm not gonna try to say his name. Maybe I will. Well, Jacob, you I think you said it right the other day. DJ or the Arizona guy? No, the Ar- I can say DJ surprisingly. <laughs> the Arizona guy. It's like Pafada, Pafada, Pafita, whatever. The guy <laughs> that plays quarterback for Arizona is good. He's really good. Um, as long as the offensive coordinator that called that one play in overtime, yeah, I'm still mad about <laughs> isn't calling plays. They'll probably end up winning this game. But anyway, I- I'll get to my pick in a little bit. Clint, start with you. DJU, Oregon State. Dude, Are you I- going Beavs or what? If you asked me this question two weeks ago, I would have said Arizona for sure. But Oregon State is getting better every week. We just talked about Utah. Oregon State beat you Utah. Utah. Uh, this is... I don't know, man. This is going to get weird. You're I told you, I'm, I'm trying to go with my heart. It's getting I, weird. I try to use my head, and I'm under 500. So I'm trying to use my heart a little bit more. No, let me no, just tell you my pick me, without. Any, let me work through this. Give me a second, boys. Just let me. I just wanted to. I wanted you to do what you did to Jacob the six and a half, and just give you my take and make <laughs> you your brain. Just, ah, I don't know. All right, go ahead. What you got? <laughs> oh god, no! Don't, don't offer. Don't. I got Arizona straight. I got, I got Arizona straight up winning. That's see. That's how, how I was leaning, but okay. Come on, board, bro. Come on. <laughs> Come with me. We got snacks on the boat. Come on, get on, get on board. Come on. Possible look ahead game. They get color at Colorado in the next week. <laughs> Watch if this if this get is on a, board, dude. I got I got spicy. I got spicy food double, on, on board. Double overtime. I know you like Arizona's that. Arizona's got to make that call again on the two point conversion. <laughs> Your brain's gonna. I melt. swear to God, if that happens, I will. <laughs> I will get on a Greyhound bus and I will drive ride. Arizona, and I will find a football facility. And if they let me in, I will see that guy face to face. I will give you this real fast. Um, the one loss they've had is at Washington State when they were ranked at the time, and it was by one field goal. Um, the rest of their schedule is really pretty hard because they got Arizona, and then at Colorado, Stanford, but then they got Washington at home, and then they're at Oregon to finish year. So they're looking to make the playoff or make any kind of name for themselves this year. They've already ranked 11, so I think Oregon State, as a fan base, they're probably wait, happy with the season so wait, far. Wait, you said Arizona didn't lose to Washington State? They murdered No, them. no, I'm talking about Oregon State. 
Oh, oh what were sorry, you saying? I my bad. I didn't say you, this is Oregon You said State. Arizona. Oh, my bad. I got you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, no, yeah, they lost to Washington State. So, yeah, they're at Arizona this week. Obviously, they got Colorado, Stanford, Washington, and then at Oregon in the year. So, if they're going to try to make any kind of playoff run or just any kind of noise this year, besides just being where they are now, um, they've got to win this game, in my mind at least. But go ahead right. and don't let that influence you. I just wanted to say that for the listeners and nothing else. He's influenced. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> the more I think about it, Listen, my heart's starting to speak. I trust in DJ. Uh, that, that guy, you know, he's a five. You know, did he's you not know, the reason they're winning. They got a really good offensive line and a good run game. And he's throwing for 120. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> Oregon State. You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> By a touchdown. <laughs> By a touchdown. By I a scared. touchdown. Let's go. Dude, you're on some good <laughs> California crack out there. <laughs> Jesus. So this is a late game, ten thirty. Wow. Hmm. Only for only for us, not for them. That's true. Seven thirty, I guess, for them. Um. Yeah, because what I was getting at, and this is kind of my point, is if they're going to make a any kind of noise this year, which they've already made some noise, being ranked eleventh for Oregon State, I think that's like I said, their fan base is probably thrilled already. Um, but with what they got coming up, if they're going to make any kind of more noise, I think they have to win this game. And it, with the spread only being three and a half, I think they're not just going to pull it out by just a field goal. I think it's going to be more of like a 10, 7 to 10 to 12 point kind of kind of style in my mind. This Arizona team is, they're very worthy of where the, you know, making us having to think about this. They've kind of put it on us um, in the past couple of weeks. And these teams are evenly matched. Like if you look at the total yards for offense and defense allowed, um, like it, they're spot on right there together. So it's kind of this should be a really good game, maybe a sneaky game of the week kind of deal. Um, but I, I've got to go Oregon State here minus three and a half. I'm disappointed, you Clint. Thought you're coming with me. Peer pressure don't work on me, buddy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just it wasn't peer pressure. It was just like you know, just inviting yeah. you. Nice friendly invite. Okay, I'll have it a moment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> We're not doing anything crazy. We're just do you Arizona's think there's a chance Arizona is after what they've been through this year, being so close to being at the top of this conference, multiple games <clears throat> that the the it's like worn off. Like they're like Jesus. Like that that special. Like we almost had these teams that's starting to wear on them, and maybe they just don't show up like they have for a few more games this year. Yeah, I mean, it's hit or miss. Looking at their past four <laughs> games, obviously, they, they were ramping up, right? They play Oregon or uh, Washington close, lose by seven, and then it just goes up from there where they should have beat USC and all this stuff. So, I don't know. It, it, dude, to me, if, if you're looking at four and three teams, I'd say probably the best four and three team in the nation based on points per game, based on close how close they've been to these top 25 teams, if not top 10 teams. But, yeah, I don't know. I think the good thing is they're in college and they're young enough and just... Hopefully, hopefully their coaching staff is teaching them every week's a new week. But no, that, I mean that's a, a valid point, dude. Because I think after a while you kind of get exhausted from. I mean, almost s- winning. Similar thing yeah, kind of happened with Notre Dame. Point. I get it. their their narratives are different, but <clears throat> um, it right. You know, that's just something I'm worried about. So we'll see. You did say best four four and three team in the nation. Clemson's four and three. Who's winning? Who's touchdowns. favorite in that game right now? If Arizona Clemson play. Two touchdowns. Yeah, they're all going to be better, dude. <laughs> well, I know that, but I don't think, too. Maybe if it was at Arizona. Pifada is going to have an epiphany. Is it even with a P? 
Yeah, it's with it's like F. Fada. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Pete, thought, pita bread. I'm expecting yeah, yeah, you said pita bread. Why, why, did, why, did, why didn't you help me out earlier? Did you say you waited until I do all that? Dude, I told him I thought you said F until the last one. I was like, is that a hard P in there? Well, it was more... It was more. It's more of a pH. <laughs> I was doing a pH. Yes, with it. Noah <laughs> Fafita. Uh, okay. Fafita. Fafita, right. actually. Tostada. Well, let's yeah. uh, Fafita our way out of here and get to the next game. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss hosting Bandy. 7.30 kick. The SEC network. There's a lot of networks, guys. A lot of networks. But there's one network that has sh- never hosted football. I think they host soap operas. There will be a football game on. Don't we'll you get go. to it. We'll Don't get you. to it later. No, there was a football you know game on there last week. Don't you go there. Who? San Jose Technical College <laughs> and Bahama Bahama University? <laughs> Don't make me bring up the lines from last week. I think there was one. It wasn't a top 25 team. But... Well, yes. either way, Ole Miss hosting Vandy. Ole Miss is 24 and a half point favorites. Lane Kiffin's a bully. Their offense is good. They're going to cover this easily. Book it. You don't believe in Vandy? No, I don't, man. They they have more cranes. Dude, you're going to use that all so. year. <laughs> Freaking cranes. Yeah, yep. I am until they build the stadium. Yep. Have to. Hey, I know what uh, defenses look like in person. They give up 400 plus yards per game. So Yeah, yeah we still should have won this. that game. <laughs> I think both teams give up 400 yards. Yeah. So... I mean, they put up a fight against Georgia last, or was the last week? No, they had a bye week last week. So maybe it's coming off a bye. They have a little bit more preparation time, but um, put up a fight against Georgia last time. Only lost 37 to 20. So, um, but they have lost at least five in a row. So I think this whole Miss offense is uh, steaming right now. It's kind of rolling through some teams. So I will take the points. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take Miss. I'm not going to overthink this one. Smart. It's at home. Um, Ole Miss still six and one, so let's let's see seven and one and a big win. I like it, man. This has been the most games I think we've had. There's only two games in which two ranked teams are actually playing each other, so we still got a, a few to get through. Um, number fourteen, Notre Dame hosting Pitt, three thirty kickoff on NBC. Notre Dame's twenty and a half point favorites. The over under sitting at forty four and a half. Look, Pitt's a solid team, um, and Notre Dame has obviously been. I I see solid. They're not the worst team. Like two and five. <laughs> Yeah, well, so South Carolina, we're solidly gonna <laughs> beat them. <laughs> um, yep. No, but they don't. I mean, they have like there's they they haven't looked. I would say maybe it's bad. Depending, they on did the surprise everybody when they beat Louisville recently. That's what I'm saying. So like that's what I'm saying. They're they're capable of winning a game, and with Notre Dame's kind of up and down the twenty and a half a lot. I think they'll win by uh like fifteen or seventeen. So give me Pitt actually to cover the twenty and a half, and I'll go to you, Jacob. Wow. Uh, Surprised by that. Um, Notre Dame at home, 330. Uh, I really I can't look at Pitt anymore this year and say that they're a decent team. They, they pulled that one week out of their ass against Louisville. Um, other than that, I think the other win was against Wofford or something like that. So uh, not a good team this year. Um, so I'm because of that, I'm taking Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. So. That's how Dude, you started. My heart's still today. speaking. Uh. <laughs> I I kind of counted out Notre Dame. Not counted out. Once they started losing, I thought they had been through too much already in the season, and I was like, mm. "Listen, they, they're yeah. six and two. At worst, if they continue the way they're playing now, they win out these games. I, I know they still got a, a few tough ones. They could be playing for a really amazing bowl game. 
at worst, at best, other teams start collapsing and Notre Dame starts peeking in to uh, the old college football playoff talk. I don't think that happens. I think a lot has to, you know, catch fire and just burn to the ground before that happens. Yeah. But there's still an outside chance. I think Notre Dame's kind of holding on to that. Like I said, worst case, they're playing for an amazing bowl. Give me Notre Dame at home. Big spread. Don't care. I'll take uh, I'll lay all the points. Yeah, the last really hard game they got is at Clemson, and I don't even know if you can call that a hard game anymore. So they could go, you know, 10 and 2. Um, and that's and next four- week. Yeah, and that's uh, next week. So they're 14th right now. I think even if they went out, they'd have to murder Clemson to really get up there where they're looking. And it's always this with their name every year. They just don't have conference mm-hmm. champion. They just don't have that extra game to really push them up. So um, I think best they could set it as like eight or nine, maybe. Um, and that's if they crush Clemson, maybe. But if they crush everybody, they could be right there. Like, so they'd need a lot of help, a lot of chaos because. You see teams like LSU with two losses that are still kind of up there, and you see like multiple teams um, that are still up there with a couple losses, and there's still plenty of losses to be had this year, and they're not probably going to move them too much. So, Notre Dame needs a lot of help for that. Yeah, I agree. Good thing is, there, even even though we're later in the season, still a lot of games left, and like Clint said, a lot of a lot of people ahead of them that are going to face some teams that might see some collapsing going on. All right, let's let's keep in uh, the ACC. Uh, number 17 ranked North Carolina coming off of one of the bigger upsets this year, um, losing to Virginia. They travel to Georgia Tech, 8 p.m. kickoff. They are 11.5 point favorites, over-unders at 63.5. Clint, what you got in this game, buddy? Sorry, I was right. We're talking about North Carolina, right? <laughs> I'm just starting yep, to Yep, 11.5 over uh, at Georgia Tech. Yeah, give me North Carolina. I ain't going to sweat this one too much. Listen, Georgia Tech, I know we talked about them beginning of this year. They can score. This is not the, you know, the Georgia Tech. You know, the past five years where it's like 14 points is a good game for them. But they should have lost to Miami, obviously. They did not win that game. Miami lost that game. And then the two other games. That's Mario right. Cristobal well, lost that, that and, you know, the safeties and corners letting one guy get 10 yards behind him. Oh, yeah, my but bad. You're right. I digress. Right. Outside of those two games, sandwiched in, in the middle of the Miami game, they've lost the two games. Georgia Tech's just not that good. Uh, North Carolina, obviously a huge letdown last week. We talked about it. They're still okay. Continue to win. Your name's going to still be up there for the conference championship. They're going to rebound. Give me North Carolina. Let's see that defense kind of recover. And uh, I'll lay the points. Okay. Uh, both teams have played seven games this year. Who has thrown more touch- passing touchdowns this year? Haynes King or Drake May? Probably Haynes King because he got some stupid stats. Exactly. That's my point. Uh, he has thrown 17 and May has thrown 14. Um, kind of surprising to hear that out loud. So <clears> I just wanted to point that out there. Um, 11 and a half is a confident number, I'd say, at Georgia Tech. Um, when it comes to this North Carolina team, I think they're going to bounce back after that. I still don't know what happened. I don't even know if you asked you know, Mac Brown or whoever what happened. Um, Mac Brown don't know. Yeah, he's probably still lost, but Anyway, I th- I think they're definitely going to cover the eleven and a half at Georgia Tech. Uh, it may be a high scoring game because both of these defenses, like total yardage wise, is they're giving up some yards. Um, but I'll have to take Drake May because if they don't, what's happening? I mean, North Carolina's only got that one loss, obviously, but um, it's going to be kind of a disappointing season if they start losing two and three games. This is kind of the year if North Carolina's going to do it. They they've got to keep winning. So, 
Yeah, I'm, Vegas agrees with you. Six, 63 and a half is the over-under. But I'm with you boys. Yep. I think it's an easy one. I think they bounce back. They still got a good offense. Drake May plays a wastecape below. It shouldn't be uh, too much of a game. So, yeah, give me North Carolina to easily cover that 11 and a half. All right, I, you know, this is the this is the second game that involves two ranked opponents. Louisville, ranked number 18, hosting number 20, Duke. 3.30 kickoff. I'm assuming Riley Leonard's playing. He played last week versus Florida State. I don't know. He, he went out with an injury. I think he, he came back in the game for a little bit, was still hobbling around, so I'm not sure what his status is. If you guys got an update on that, please let me know. Louisville is four-point favorites at home. Over-unders at 46 and a half. Uh, Clint, I'll start with you on this one. How do you feel, man? I know before the pod started, we kind of like highlighted this game. Just kind of just quickly mention it, but it's going to be uh, one of the tougher well, ones. Well, now, I sure. I, in my head, I, I thought Leonard wasn't playing. Now, that wasn't. That was just me thinking. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to assume. I'm going to look it up after I make my pick just to confirm. I'm going to assume he's not playing. He shouldn't have played last week. I get it. They were trying to continue to, to win and keep their name in the hat. Uh, but he didn't even get hit. He just twisted his ankle a little bit, and he was wrecked. He's not ready. I, I don't think they're going to put him back out there again. Uh, give me Louisville to cover. They're at home, and I, I don't think with that backup quarterback that Duke has, they're going to be able to keep up scoring-wise. So uh, Duke's defense, amazing. They, they, it might be the story of this game that Duke's defense just holds on the entire game, whereas last week, Florida State's uh, just depth overpowered them as the game went on. But Duke's defense is pretty good. They may be able to keep this really close for the entire game. So I, I'll, I'll probably be sweating this a little bit, but give me Louisville. I don't think Leonard's playing. Let me look it up, but uh, yeah, I'll lay the points. Yeah, this is, there's always like a, like a handful of stories in college football and in like the NFL fantasy-wise or just in, you know, the NFL in general, um, where it's just like injuries just take away a whole lot from a team that you expect. I mean, you could say Aaron Rodgers for the Jets this year, whether you like him or, or hate him. Um, it's just like, dang, you kind of wish you could have seen that. And it just, this is one of those moments where Riley Leonard, whether he's playing or not, he's not fully healthy. Um, it just sucks to see somebody that was on such a role, probably like we talked about, like a Josh Allen kind of prospect, super talented guy, had this Duke team humming and rolling. And it just feels like here we are again, this some little stupid injury just takes away from this Duke's team's momentum. Um, Louisville being favored four, uh, they've they've actually played each other th- only three times ever, um, and Louisville's won all three times. Um, the last meeting being at Louisville in 2016, where Louisville won tw- uh, 62 to 22. Um, and so it it's kind of hard to pick Duke knowing that, but I know this is a different Duke team for sure. But uh, only four points. Louisville at home. Riley Leonard out. I, I have to. I have to take Louisville with that. I got gotcha. you. Look, I'm. I'm gonna lean the same way I did a couple weeks ago when Duke was favored over NC State without Riley Leonard. I said it didn't matter who was playing quarterback. The roster is good enough. They're gonna cover the spread. They did. They won twenty four to three. Obviously, you got to try to get the guy to come back versus Florida State. Um, and, and play decent. Gave him a chance to win the game late in the game. Obviously, Florida State just ran away with it, but. This Louisville team is obviously they beat Notre Dame, and when they did, they looked dominant. They looked really well. They looked really good, and then they've kind of, kind of been inconsistent as well, just in their play. Look, 
Ryland or not, there's something about this Duke team that I got confidence in, and and just watching them play, and maybe more so than Louisville, might kind of make me a little biased in this tick. But give me Duke um, and the four points, and and here's Hooper, and here's hoping Leonard maybe gets a little bit of playing time. But I'm kind of with Clint. If, I would maybe not play him, you know, if if he's not at least like you know ninety ninety five percent, which I doubt he is. Man, that that thing is going to be bothering him. You know, all year until we, I would imagine he's going to end up getting surgery. As soon as That's the thing over. too. It's like he's not, he's not like a, um, like a McCord. He's not like a, a Jesus, the the quarterback for Georgia, um, Beck. Uh, Beck. I'm bad with names. Beck. He's not like Beck. a guy that's just in there that's kind of like managing the team. It, like Leonard is the heartbeat of that offense. Like when he's not in there. It looks, it just looks way different. He's such a baller, and he's got such a nose for first downs and things like that when he's running or when he's throwing. Um, it's just, in my eyes, it's such a difference maker. That's why I'm trying to figure out if he's actually playing because if he does play, JC, I'm with you, man. Like, if Duke's defense can hang in and play like they have been playing, and Leonard can halfway play like he, you know, he's somewhat healthy. Yeah, I'd be scared, but I just. It, the way it's looked lately, I think they're going to not continue to try to risk this guy's future, Let, get him healthy. So we'll see. Yeah. Do you have Duke winning straight up, or do you have him just covering the four? JC? I mean, I got him the four. I, I think they're going to win straight up, but mm-hmm. for I the sake you. of the picks, I'm, I'm just taking the points. I got you. Oh, all right, we all good on that? Everybody got the picks yes, All right. Air Force. Ranked number 19, traveling to Colorado State, which I guess is not that far uh, for them. 7 o'clock kickoff on CBS Sports Network. Colorado State Air Force on the CBS Sports Network. Not the soap opera network, just for you guys listening. Air Force 12.5 point favorites. It's got an Air Force guy in here. Give me, give me Air Force to cover 12.5 on the CBS Sports Network at 7 o'clock. Lay them, baby. Lay them all. Lay 20. I don't care. Undefeated, man. Why? Why aren't they in the playoff talks? <laughs> Jacob, are you watching? Are you watching this game, Jacob? This game, the Air Force game. Yeah, are you gonna watch it? Wow, I may try wow. to. Cause... Right, it's on CBS Sports Network. If you need to watch it, <laughs> uh, Clint, I I'm, was going to try to look this up, but when what's the highest Air Force been ranked? Dude, I can't in tell like you. I have to look it up. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Um, probably remember that. There. Remember that time we uh, dropped a couple uh, atomic bombs, Ooh. ranked number one in the world, baby. Well, we weren't there for it. <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Air Force Back wasn't there we're yet. <laughs> Jesus. Well, somebody was in the air flying <laughs> under the Air Force name, dropping bombs <laughs> on oh, people. Man. Well, as far as this football game, um, good. Segue. I will say Colorado State is kind of. They're, yeah, they're really good offense. Um, yeah, they're they're really good offense. Honestly, uh, you saw the kind of fight they gave against Colorado. We know Colorado has a really good offense. We know their defense is suspect, but um, this this could be a a little challenging for Air Force. Um, I know Air Force is not that great of an offense, right? Or no, they yeah, all they but do they is run the ball. That's right. But they do do a little so bit. far. They yeah. they do it well. Yeah. 88 yards throwing, but uh, 306 right. yards rushing the game, uh, rushing per game, which is kind of wild. And Colorado State's the opposite. So I think if Air Force can run the ball enough to keep the clock running and keep that uh, Colorado State offense off the field, um, 
and they, they kind of take out a guy I was going to try to give a little shout out to, um, Muhammad Kamara. He's uh, second in the nation with 10 and a half sacks through uh, week eight. Um, the, the leading guy is Jalen Green from James Madison with uh, 13. So shout out to both of them. Um, but yeah, Air Force is running the ball. Hopefully he can take that guy out of the game. And so with that, for that reason, I'm going to take Air Force. Um, minus Good man. 12. I thought you were going to screw me Good. over there a little bit. Good choice. If you would if you would have went against nah. me after all I said about America, we would have. Listen, the quarterback for Air Force last man. week against Navy, four for five, 151 yards. <laughs> Let's Hell go. Yeah. Dude, Iowa completed 10 passes. Yeah. It's called Air for, Force, dude. For less yards. Just lethal through the air. Then Iowa's quarterback had 10 completions for 116 yards. I don't know. Yes. yes. That's crazy. Yep. That is crazy. All right. Man, this one's tough. I've been back and forth. I've written down the rest of my picks. This one's <laughs> blank on this one. Tennessee at Kentucky. Joe Milton. Um, a lot of the squirrel white. And then traveling to Kentucky. Sweet baby Ray Davis. I just love that name. Phenomenal. Uh, one of the best running backs in the country. Tennessee opens up at four point favorites over under 51 and a half. That's on the Eastern Sports Programming Network, aka ESPN. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> we'll get to it when it's time. <laughs> Jacob, who you got, man? Who is the better quarterback? Joe, Milton. Joe Milton or Devin Leary? Uh, yeah, definitely Milton. I never think I would say Milton's a better quarterback. I didn't think it. Definitely Milton. I'm just I asking really Kentucky the guy that- so bad. Yeah, I'm just asking but the guy that says play, he can't Leary throw has not played Leary last year. I would maybe well, obviously Milton didn't play last year, but I would definitely say Leary in the past. But, yeah, Leary in the past, but I really and I don't know why I feel this way because I'm not necessarily a Tennessee fan, but I really just want to see them run the rest of this way, um, so they can possibly beat Georgia later this year and just shock the world. Because I'm just, I mean, Georgia. Once any team starts winning, I like I feel sure a lot of people were not even just South Carolina fans. A lot of people were tired of Clemson being up there. I'm tired of seeing Clemson, Alabama. It's just like once you see a team up there enough, you just kind of want to, all right, let's let's switch it up a little bit. So Tennessee could possibly do that for Georgia this year, so I, I definitely need them to win. Um, I, this Kentucky team is confusing for sure, but with Tennessee only minus four, I think even at Kentucky they should be able to do that. I think I'll take Kentucky to cover that. Oh, I was, I'm sorry, I was Tennessee to cover. Tennessee talking. <laughs> he just took and cover. Pull the old switch for like cover. <laughs> Sorry, just small stroke. We're good. How are there? <laughs> power strokes. That was a power Ooh. stroke. <laughs> I love a good power stroke. For, yep. Earlier it was hinky. Now we're talking power <laughs> strokes. This is getting sensual up in here. I thought you said kinky earlier, and I was like, what, what is this pod? Oh, <laughs> no, because I, like, I thought you said kinky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have not said half the things that Jacob has said. With Dude, I still crack up about things. your your penis diagram that you were talking about with tattoos. Jacob. Me or Jacob? Oh my God, yeah. That's hey, what I'm saying. See? Kinkier than a hose. Oh, man. Man. oh, that's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> we, need, we need more of that, Jacob. Just that Jacob was wild and unhinged. I mean... You know, Clemson's brought, Clemson, that was so when shit. Clemson was winning. Now he's back to our level. That, oh, yeah, that's us. right. He went, <laughs> that's actually a good analysis. He was riding high and saying some sideways stuff. He's so depressed. <laughs> he's so depressed. He's yeah. trying to watch the soap opera. He's so depressed. And then turns out Clemson no, football's on the same channel <laughs> that the soap opera's on. He's like, I can't get away from it. I just can't. Oh, my God, dude. 
Whoa, where's the there's CBS tears flowing all the same. Yeah, God. amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna find uh, what game was on the CW. You've said enough of it. I'm going. You don't. Even, you're not gonna hear there's from no me. There's no football the games on the CW. There was a C, there was a game yeah, on the high, CW they, last they week. They show high school games on CW. No, I promise you, bro. Swear to God. Tennessee, Liam Leary's we'll not that good this year. Kentucky's pretty one-dimensional. They, obviously, they like to run the ball. I think Tennessee's going to see this coming from a mile away, be able to handle it. Tennessee actually looked really good against Alabama the first half last week, and they didn't look terrible the second half. It's just Alabama just they turned did. it on. So, what's up? The CW had Virginia at number no, 10, North Carolina oh, last week. Suck my right. ass, dude. It yeah, did. That was where it was being played. It was on CW. And you saw what happened. What? Damn it. Virginia was like, so proper channel? Drama. We're going to win this game. Easily. <laughs> Ran old, away with it. Old so, Jacob started to oh, come I, back maybe, through a little bit right there. He said, suck his ass. I got, uh, this is, he's I gotta, coming BC. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> NC, I'm, going NC, I'm going NC State in the 10 points. What now, game are we on? After that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee. Lay the Kentucky. points. They're going to be, what is it, four? Yeah. No, nah, they're. They're gonna win this game, yeah, and it's gonna be at least touchdown. I I wanted to go, I wanted to go Kentucky, because I just want them to be able to run the ball. But Clint Jacob, you're right. Devin Leary trash. Joe Milton surprisingly better than a quarterback they played this year. Not confident in him. He still misses big time throws. But you just look. A squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Squirrel White finds Boom. the Joe Milton ball every now and then. So give, that me, down, give me Tennessee and the four points there. You wrote that right. down. I didn't. I wish. Um, speaking of written down, you have something you have to tell us later. We'll get to that. All right. Tulane yeah. at Rice. Tulane, right number 22. The Green Wave trying to drown some owls. Ten and a half point favorites. Tulane Wave, four o'clock on Eastern Sports Premiering Network, number two, ESPN2. Uh, I'm going Tulane in the ten and a half. Look, it's like, I don't know when hurricane season is, but it's tsunami season. Give me the Green Wave to win by ten and a half. Okay, uh, quick little break in here. Um, there is football oh, okay. being played right now on a Thursday night. Uh, Syracuse is at Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech is kicking ass uh, 32 to 3. Syracuse has fallen apart, boys. Dude, oh my God. The, and this was, yeah, oh, sorry. dude. 32 the to 3. Syracuse thing. Yeah, isn't Virginia Tech not good? They haven't been for years past, but like they actually have like, turned it on the past. How do they do this? Weeks. How does Syracuse go five like, or yeah, six? I have a and coworker oh. this very. To start every year, they and just say, every year. "I'm done." You know what? You know what? Syracuse recruited cool. this really good quarterback out of South Carolina. He had a committed right. to Syracuse named Lenore Sellers, but mm-hmm. last minute we flipped him. Uh-huh. So all the positivity that, that Syracuse might have had. Sorry, I think his brother. Shout out yes, to his brother committing to South Carolina. Was it today? Uh, he. Yep. Well, he so Clint, that's what I mentioned. The reason I thought he was already committed because. Me and Jacob talked about this. We had already thought he committed because that was like a a recruiting yeah. tool for us, saying, "Hey, your brother." Maybe yeah. he was just a target at the time. I thought he was already committed. Like, "Hey, your brother's coming here. Chance you come as well." He like co- soft committed like when he was a sophomore too. Maybe to maybe like that. Him. Yeah. Oh, maybe he maybe he couldn't like officially. I don't know, bro. Who knows? It's all verbal like, at this point. It said he was like verbally committed, kind of back in the day too. So yeah, Jacob, did you Not even make a pick there. in the Tennessee Alabama game? <laughs> Yeah, I I had a stroke Last and I week? said Tennessee minus four. I, but I said, said like Kentucky. Or not Tennessee, he said he picked the Kentucky. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. Whatever the hell. Yeah, Tennessee minus picked, four is my pick. He picked the Kentover. The Kentover. I did. I said I had a stroke, dude. But anyway, for my pick for this game, Tulane, Tulane and Rice. Who do you got? This uh, this red kind of surprised me 
Um, because Tulane's been a decent team this year, but apparently <laughs> Rice has too. And I forget every single time that we've talked about him this year. That's where uh there's so many Jay Daniels, JT oh, Daniels. Yeah. Is at his uh third different team is just finally a senior, but he's put up some some points or some yards this year. 20, 2,100 yards, seventeen touchdowns, five picks. And then Luke McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's brother, is their leading receiver. So that's true. Hard to pick against that. I will say the only thing Rice weapons. I think has done good is I think they won the two thousand three baseball championship. Dude, the knowledge on your head is pretty cool. When you look um, it up. Yeah. So I mean they haven't they're only four and three Rice like so they haven't really and they lost to UConn. Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it, take it back. Take it back. He's yeah, like, ah. Uh, they lost by seven, 38 to thirty-one uh, against UConn. So I don't know. I, I'm going to take Tulane since I was surprised at that line. Um, I know it's at Rice technically, but and maybe that's baked into the whole line. Shit. But I'm going to take Tulane minus ten and a half. Uh, boys, it was two thousand three. Dude, I'm impressed nerd, by that dude. for damn sure. Yeah, I have autism. We're <laughs> <laughs> all having strokes. I'm going to rice. I'm Give me all them points. <laughs> Whoa. Cool. He goes to Owl's Fly. Well, I got, you know, Air Force Falcons. I'll shirt. take the, the Owl's. Poor rice. Yeah, I ain't scared. Let me take all, all yeah, birds. Yeah, well, rice ain't done nothing for the World War, dude. So <laughs> pump your brakes. Pump the brakes. <laughs> all right. UCLA, Colorado. ABC, what does that stand for? The American Broadcast Channel? All right, cool. That's where it's at. 7.30 p.m., UCLA, ranked number 23, facing Colorado, over under 63.5. UCLA is 17-point favorites. Give me Colorado in Ooh. points. Ooh. Ooh, the offense is still good, bro. Defense, not, but their offense is still capable. And Which Travis defense Hunter's is worse, Colorado's defense or South Carolina's? Colorado's. Colorado's. I mean... Y'all have more athletes. Y'all probably have better recruits everywhere. What's worse? So I would say maybe y'all What's worse? Buy a trying bit. to watch football and you, you and you end up on the soap opera or trying to watch soap opera and end up on Clemson football? Dude, it's not even funny anymore. Col- Colorado <laughs> gave up 46 to Stanford. I'm not There's no chance that Colorado's giving up 46 to Stanford. Yeah. No, no chance. I don't think. Y'all made... Uh, Old Florida boy looked like a Graham Ertz looked like a freaking at least at least they got some athletes outside of Graham Ertz. Do you you think Colorado's defense is actually better than South Carolina? I was asking oh. y'all. Um, they're giving up four hundred by yards per game. Both, how many how many yards per game are y'all giving up? I don't know. We're both probably in the one twenties, and but I think but look at our like schedules. They're lower than us by a little bit. That is true. Yeah, look at that. I'll, okay, I'll give y'all that. Yeah, I, I thought maybe by a hair y'all are a little bit better of a defense before y'all even jumped down my throat there. But um, I would say, yeah, y'all definitely have better athletes around. You have a harder schedule for sure. But I was just saying that as a fact because they're giving up 473 yards per game. And I think y'all are giving up like 480 or something. Details. So. Details. No, I don't think it's that high. I don't think it's that high. <laughs> look at it. It is 300 passing yards, though. So it might be. <laughs> I'm going to look at it. But, uh, for this pick UCLA minus 17, I don't see as up and down as this UCLA team's been this year, whether they have Dante Moore starting or that other quarterback starting. I don't see Colorado keep like not scoring enough to keep it within 17, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, 
because Shadur Sanders is that talented and they have everybody there. Like everybody's healthy. Dylan Edwards is healthy. Xavier Weaver's healthy, I think. Um, Travis Hunter's healthy, even though he may pay a, play 170 snaps. But um, right. I think Colorado's too talented on the offensive side to not keep it within 17. It may be 60 yep. to 50 something, but they'll keep it in there. So I'm going to say Colorado's going to cover. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all almost convinced me here. Don't think about it too hard. I'm trying to let my heart speak. You should. I'm trying to let We're my heart speak. in the right direction, dude. G- give me give me UCLA. What would Colorado looks good against bad defenses. Uh, That's not what he was saying. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go UCLA and uh, count on that defense that they got to stymie this apparently amazing offense that Colorado has. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. We'll see. We'll see. That this will, this will help me out for some of my other previous picks. All right, two more games in the top twenty-five before we get to old Clemson, South Carolina. Number twenty-four, USC. Man, have they just fallen out of favor with the college football gods? Traveling to Cal at four p.m. Wow, this is actually hilarious. Pac-12 Network, which I'm assuming will cease to exist here in a few months. USC is eleven-point favorite. Speaking of bad defenses. Uh, give me, look, I'm going to take UCLA. I'm sorry, USC easily. And if they're going to cover the 11, not even a question. Where? Oh, it's at four. Okay. Yeah. 4 PM. Mm, I don't like this game. This is gross. I keep, I, I, I keep well, thinking of this team. This is like one of the few teams. Defense. I'm like, maybe this they'll never rebound. <laughs> rebound. Um, nah, I think they're off. Think so. Good enough too. All right, you taught me it. Yeah, I'll take USC. Yeah, <laughs> I think USC just mainly because if they lose this game, that means they'll go six and three, and then they could finish the year six and six. Which imagine the college football world if that happens? Because if they they have at California, then they have home to Washington, and they're at Oregon, and they're home to UCLA. Those three teams. Wow, are ranked. that like, would be insane, actually. Imagine that happening. Like Lincoln Riley would have like true cannon, like Trojan horses. They would be in just going into the stadium and throwing shit at them. Like that would not be pretty. Um, just like we'll get to the Carolina, but y'all want to do something for Jimbo Fisher this Saturday? Like Jesus, both of these head coaches would be. Whew. So because of that, I am going to take USC minus eleven. It may not be pretty, but this is a must-have. All right. Last top 25 game of the weekend, 8 p.m. kick, ESPNU. James Madison hosting Old Dominion. JMU's 20-point favorite. Jacob, who do you got on this one? Uh, JMU number one in the nation, right? That's how that, that's where they are, right? That's right. Yeah, I think, depending on who you Pretty much. About. I mean, they're undefeated. The they're playoffs. just as good as Georgia, right? At um, this point, yeah. At this point, exactly. Uh, 20 points is a lot. They are home. Old Dominion is surprisingly always one of those decent teams. I know they've given like Virginia Tech fits over the past several years, um, but that's more on Virginia Tech than it is Old Dominion. Um, Old Dominion did beat App State uh, last week, so App State's kind of up and down here and there. But both teams, uh, James Madison beat Marshall 20-9, to just some common opponents, and, the, and Old Dominion lost to Marshall 41-35. Um, so these teams... Obviously, kind of close, but not not that that close. Um, but because the spread is twenty, that's going to be picky to choose. Um, 
this being home, man, I 20 is a lot. I will give because they played Marshall close. I will give that to Old Dominion. So I'm going to say Old Dominion will cover the 20 points. All right, wrote down J move for you. Okay, let's scratch it out. I just assume. Uh, oh, so don't okay. don't scratch it out. No, I was saying I wrote uh, down for Jacob. Yeah. Hey, no, I'm with you on the jam. You think? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Switch, switch that I mean, pick the, last minute. Yeah. I mean, the over under with 49. That's kind of a weird over under for. I mean, that what would that score have to be like? 30 to 35 to 10. What's it? Like that? 30, 49. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to act like I can analyze this game. I have no yeah. idea. Give me JMU. Best in the nation. Playoff contender. They're going to win everything. Let's go. <laughs> Give me the Dukes. Yeah, I'm taking JMU as well. How about them Dukes? How about them Dukes, baby? All right. That's right. Let's get into the real game. Real games. Noon kickoff. ESPN. South Carolina at A&M. This is the Get Jimbo Fired game. A&M's 14 and a half point favorite. South Carolina coming off a terrible, terrible Terrible loss to Missouri in which everyone got hurt and we did nothing but kick field goals. Terrible. Um, yeah, dude, this is going to be tough, man. A&M, obviously, so Max Johnson is starting quarterback now, the lefty guy, transfer out from LSU um, since their starter's out. Um, I don't know what we're going to look like injury-wise. Uh, my understanding is that uh, Amarion Brown is doubtful, but Xavier Leggett and the other O-linemen that got hurt, they're going to be questionable. Obviously, we need X in this game because we, we still don't have Juice Wells. Um, look for Nick Harbor, hopefully, to get some more touches. They keep saying that. I know he's got to learn the offense, but after what he's... I mean, he's made like five catches all year, and they've all been big plays. Um, and then he had that one touchdown. So I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, every week, I, I feel confident in our team because I know we have the talent on the offensive side to do it. But obviously, the lack of depth and, and the defense hurts, specifically the secondary. Like Our guys are young, and they can make plays, but you're out there all game, and, and obviously, it's just not been working. So it's tough, man. And if you look at A&M's roster, we've talked about it when they played other teams. The roster is one of the best in the nation. They've had top five recruiting classes, if not one of the best recruiting classes a couple of years ago um, outside of Georgia. So th- this roster is, uh, is really good. The O-line is good. The defensive line is, is phenomenal. So that's going to be the struggle. Um, so if we can, you know, make a few plays, get Spencer out, you know, out of the pocket, like Clint was talking about last week, get him out of the pocket, let him make some plays. Um, he's been making some good plays with his feet, but get him out of the pocket. Um, get that get that thing moving out there and let him, you know, rip the ball to some of his playmakers. We have a chance. So, I mean, look, it's always going to be Cox by 90 here. Um, A&M's always iffy, but but the roster's good, so there's no denying that. So, look, if, if we get beat, it's not going to be a, a shock to the world. The other problem is we're traveling to A and M, right? So the whole the whole twelfth man's a real thing. It is a new kickoff that helps a little bit, maybe. Um, I, I don't know, man. It, it it's going to be hard to get upset the rest of the year. I didn't expect us to be two and five at this point. So, um, at this point, we just we just can't do what we did versus Missouri. We got to show up and at least play, right? Like it's one thing to lose a game. It's one thing to 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 lose a game and acting like you've never played a football game in your life. So we'll see how it goes. Here's the hope we can get Jimbo fired. Not that I really care about that, but at least give us something to talk about. So terrible. Clint, how do you feel about this game, man? It's just just been a tough season, tough season so far. <laughs> it is a tough season, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The depression in your voice. Yeah, yeah. fucking hot I mean, all of a sudden. You pretty much said it all. I'm not gonna sit here and give you a ten minute discussion about why we're gonna lose by not as much as everybody else thinks we're gonna lose. I uh 
maybe the one bright spot. We're so freaking injured. Maybe the one bright spot is that we're as bright as my face right now on the screen. Jesus Christ. I don't know what just happened. Uh, I'm glowing. <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> Because we're so injured, some of these young guys, this young talent that we were hoping to you know, be able to develop a little bit before we actually force them to play, they're actually going to get some playing time. We've already seen Harbor. Like, dude's a monster. Once he is fully developed, that guy is going to be invincible. Um, maybe, we, maybe we play with him a little bit more this, this game and just chug it up to him, let him come down with some balls. And I, uh, I would love, obviously, to, for this to be the, the start of the Jimbo's out of Texas A&M discussion. So I don't see that happening. I think we're just so unbelievably battered. I, I, I think I read last week we had uh, like a third string tight end taking play a few snaps at tackle. Like that's how bad we are right now. It's just so decimated that we're just scrounging for bodies to stick in front of Rattler. Not that's not a good look. They refused. I won't say they refused, but they're really yeah. reluctant to do rollout plays and stuff like that for some reason. At the very end, they yeah. did it at the end yeah. after you texted it for well, two hours. It worked, and, and it then worked. we kicked field goals anyway. So it's it. like, all right, I mean, well, relatively. I'm I'm glad like well. <laughs> we rolled them out for nothing to uh, just kick field goals down three scores. <laughs> um, uh, if you can't tell, I'm a little salty. Listen, Cox by ninety, like you said, always and forever. But uh, it's this. I just pray we can we can bring all of our players home, not on a stretcher this game. So, um. Yeah, give me the Gamecocks outright. Yeah, Screw Jimbo Fisher. He's overpaid. He sucks. And uh, let's let's turn the season around <laughs> with tears in my eyes. Yeah, go. Dude, I I feel the pain yeah. there because the injuries are impressive. Honestly, yeah. at this point, it is probably the best way to say it. Um, this this A and M team has been back and forth. Jimbo's been whatever. Not been good. We've compared his resume to the previous coach there, and it's about the same, if not Jimbo being worse. So this really, I think y'all have no pressure going into this game compared to A&M. They have the pressure um, to perform. They are favored by 14 and a half. I feel like if they don't cover that 14 and a half against this team, I think they have a lot to answer to. Um, if Jimbo's going to make a bowl, this is like one of those they have to they have to win this. Um, I'm trying to find their their schedule. They got at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian at LSU. Um, they could lose definitely two out of those four, possibly three out of those four. So um, they're not going to have a good record if they lose this game, which is going to really upset a lot of people, a lot of people in the 12th man um, for sure. Uh, to kind of go back what we were talking about earlier about Carolina's defense, uh, y'all's defense actually improved a little bit because they were at 480 some yards earlier this year, but they're now at 446, whereas Colorado Hell was yeah. at 473. So, uh, like I said, I thought y'all were a little bit better before even knowing that set. I thought y'all were still up there in the 480s, but um, it, like you said, not jokingly at all, it's kind of still on the amount of injuries y'all have had, offense and de- defensively. So, um, I, and we're going to get to Clemson in a second, but I think it's almost like you said. This is just like pray, like pray that we can keep everybody healthy, and pray that you can kind of get like the young guys to get some kind of playing time, and just honestly, you're you're playing to just kind of develop for next year in a way. Um, and that's kind of sad to say, with only being week nine, but it is week nine too. So 
the lines already move actually to 15 and a half too. So people oh, are betting yeah. Bring them. So um, this is prime for y'all with the upsets though. And my point that I was going to bring up uh, at this point was um, about upsets. Y'all are a special team when it comes to this. Y'all have been known to do this thing as Georgia in previous years. And you, you come out of nowhere and, and do this. Um, and I kind of have to, credit my dad for for saying this um, i didn't come up with this but i think it's not real but it's hilarious in my mind um if you remember last year by clint he didn't want to he didn't even want to hear it he didn't want to hear it he didn't want to hear it at all but if you remember last year y'all had a decent record y'all were uh finished your eight and five and y'all beat the teams you definitely should have but Lost to several teams, realistically, even mainly the Florida game. You remember you lost 38-6 at Florida. And oh, yeah, our only shat- touchdown was a punter throwing for a touchdown. Yeah, that y'all shat the bed completely. Y'all lost to Missouri. Y'all lost to uh, Georgia, Arkansas. You know, it, was, it wasn't pretty. Y'all won the games you should have, and you looked okay in those. Um, but if you remember, right after that Florida game, y'all suddenly flipped the switch. And y'all, yep. y'all killed Tennessee, and then you turn around and you beat Clemson by just a little bit. <laughs> what my dad said, we all know about what's been going on with Michigan and stuff, about how they've been stealing signs. Well, yeah. maybe that's what happened last year. They Y'all actually took some of those signs from Michigan that they've been kind of racking up and stuff. Because Michigan at the time, remember, they made the playoffs last year. But Michigan was like, okay, we really need – Clemson to lose, and we need Tennessee to lose. Tennessee was fifth in the country at the time, and we need number seven Clemson to lose. And so maybe they snuck y'all a little bit of signs for those games. So that because, dude went in the stands to watch Tennessee and Clemson. Yeah, for Michigan's sake. But it ended up like, okay, wow, here you go, South Carolina. Here's all these signs and what they mean. So please go beat these two teams so that way we can make sure we're in the playoff. Because if you think about it, y'all won those two games, and then you lost to Notre Dame in the bowl game. And y'all look pretty bad this year. So that's kind of, I don't know. I want to know how long it took your dad to figure out. That's very in-depth. That's in-depth. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense. Because y'all had those two weeks. You just came out of nowhere. You missed the whole point. Thanks for waiting until I leave to actually break up the one story. I thought you you didn't want to hear it. He thought you you left because as he started, you just vanished. He's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to hear it. So he's kept <laughs> exactly. moving. He's kept moving. You want to tell me what me tell? Give me the cliff notes, yeah. Just long story short. Actually, you just give him long story oh short. Oh, my God. Somebody tell me. Okay. Long story short. <laughs> no, don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> just don't tell him at all. Uh, y'all's record last year, eight and five, right? Y'all won the team, won the games you should have and lost some you probably shouldn't have, aka the Florida game, right? Okay, don't. Okay. Six. I said short, short. We I'm giving him read. the short, but he has to understand no, this. Ain't, he, oh, we know we were there. Uh, we were okay, there, but we felt it. Y'all look weirdly really good against Tennessee and against Clemson, right? Tennessee was ranked fifth in the nation. Clemson was ranked seventh in the nation. Well, what's happened last year and what we learned about Michigan this year? They stole some signs. Well, guess what? Michigan really needed Clemson and Tennessee to lose, so they made sure they made the playoffs last year. So since they had possibly some guys watching our teams, the Tennessee and the Clemson team, looking for signs. He's like, okay, well, here you go. Here's some signs, South Carolina. Please beat these teams so we make sure we get to the playoffs. Because y'all haven't looked good this year. You didn't look that great the rest of the, the rest of the schedule last year. What happened those two games, huh? We had, we had one game versus Notre that. Dame, and we didn't have a lot of starters. That, and that was a phenomenal game. Would, you lost that game. I would like to speak to your father. But I like the father. other principle. Uh, we should have won. I'm a little upset now. 
Listen, Michigan <laughs> was when they undefeated in the regular season. He's a Carolina fan. But they didn't need help. No, no, no. Last year. This year, yeah. Well, no, no, but like he they're trying to make sure that they made the playoff. I know they were probably yeah. going to regardless. They were gonna go Tennessee to Clemson and time, Tennessee won out. Michigan was still gonna go to the playoff. But you know, they're trying to they're trying to make sure they they you know, Harbaugh hasn't won there. They're trying to make What's sure they name? get in there. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Out. He's a Carolina He's fan a- too. Yeah. All right. So that, that makes it like the I can understand. He knows how trash there. He's been a Carolina Listen, fan longer than me. You've been. Alive. I understand. He's, totally. he's yeah. hurt right now. He's saying things he doesn't mean. Uh, I'll let it slide. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Uh, speaking of A and M, the five-star offensive tackle Weston Davis has flipped his commitment from A and M to LSU. This Ooh. happened less than an hour ago. Oh, damn. Maybe that says something about Jimbo. It does. He's trash. All right. <laughs> well said. Last game. Clemson uh, versus NC State. Where's this game at? It's at NC, at NC State. State. 2 p.m. kickoff. That's all you need to know. On the CW network. Nope. <laughs> 44 over under. Sorry. Sorry, ladies. No soap operas at 2 o'clock. You have to wait till the evening time. Um, <laughs> look. I don't know, dude. Can Clemson hold on to the ball? Can they make field goals? This is not a joke. This is serious. Can you not fumble the ball? Can you not take safeties, even even though they didn't call it safety and use those as safety? Can they just do the little things? Can they clean it up? Like that's the thing. If they can't hold on to the ball and they can't make field goals, this NC State team is nowhere to play with. I get it. They lost to Duke twenty four three without Leonard. But in this day and age, we don't know what team's showing up at any point, especially with these conference matchups, especially with this early kickoff. So. Look, Clemson should win by 10. I'm going to pick them to win by 10. But that's if they can control the ball, not turn the ball over, and just make a couple field goals. Because look, look, people are going to get stopped in red zone. It happens. You shorten the field up, it gets tougher to score. I get that. You got to be able to kick a 30-yarder every now and then. You just got to. That's why Carolina made four of them last week just to prove that we kick field goals. We didn't want to score touchdowns anyway. So hopefully the mindset changes going into this week. We'll see. But Clint, what's your take on this game? And then we'll get to Jacob. And uh, and his Clemson Tigers. If I'm being honest, I don't, I don't even think this could be a close game. I think Clemson's probably going to wax them. I it is so. It's not just. I mean, we've talked about this. I'm not going to have a long spiel. It is so odd the way Clemson fumbles the ball. It's literally they. There's a force field in front of the goal line, and as soon as they get close and bump it, ball just pokes out. Half the time, nobody even hits them. It's just an exchange fumble or Clemson's do like doing his thing. Like he's like. Well, you said sponsored by Butterfinger. I, uh, it's truly amazing. There's no way that continues, right? I mean, we keep saying it, but there's no way they keep fumbling on the goal line. It has to stop at some point. I'm picking this week, although you did see on the CW, so that's a little scary. I, uh, I'm not superstitious, superstitious though. So I'll uh, Clemson and a lot of points. Yeah, I'm trying to find who actually statistically to get that the statistic right. Um, who as a team leads? I think it is Clemson leads the 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 nation in uh, fumbles and fumbles lost. But uh, actually, Kate Klumnik is tied with KJ Jefferson for the most fumbles lost this year at eight. Uh, so I knew that was that was for real. Um, but man, yeah, I, y'all y'all nailed this. Uh, this is really. <laughs> I think we're almost at the point that y'all are have been at, um, and that's no shade about just 
so we're, we're, we're racking up injuries now. Antonio Williams, I mentioned, uh, sustained a toe injury. He's going to be out for several weeks. Um, homeboy, our, our safety, RJ Mickens, uh, had to have his appendix removed. So he's going to be out for this game too. Like we're starting to rack up injuries. It seems like we can't hold on to the ball to save our lives. It, it, it really is kind of sad because as a Clemson fan, this will probably this will for sure because we're not going to make the ACC championship. It's almost it's not statistically impossible at this point, but it's really far fetched at this point. So we we may not we probably will not get the ten wins this year, um, and that's the first time since I think me and JC were talking about it at a different time where we talked about it after the pie last time. First time since like 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere around in there, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Welcome back, Forrest. Um, it, it really is kind of a sad time as a Clemson Tiger. I really, Forrest, this particular game, I just want to see us. I don't even care if we cover the spread of 10. I'm going to pick us two because Clemson Tigers, they're my, my team. I want them to win and I want them to cover. But I just want to see us not turn the ball over. That's really, I don't even care about covering. I just want to win the game without any turnovers. I want it to look like we know what we're doing out there. We have practice for a reason. We practice handoffs. That's the biggest thing. Let's just do that. Let's look like we can run our own system. That's the thing. All they have is Brendan Armstrong. He's their leading passer, leading rusher. Like, this is a team. I know we're at NC State, but like this is a team we should handle pretty easily. And that's really what I want to see us do is just handle business for once and no turnovers, please God. Um, Cade's got the talent. Shipley is, you know, probably a top five running, top 10 running back at Clemson history. Like we've got the talent, we got the players. Let's actually execute and finish this team off like we're supposed to. Please, Lord. Amen. I know, I know I've joked a lot about it, but like, why are you guys not at least on the ACC network? <laughs> that is a good question. The thing is, if you don't turn over, I can't hear you guys as well now. Well, yeah, I, I, all that fur you going red. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, if you don't turn the ball, ball over, you're gonna win and probably buy a lot. That's what's. It's not like turn. Don't turn yeah, the ball over and hold it back close. Like y'all, y'all, y'all fumble it as you're scoring. Like if you just don't fumble, you're gonna score. You won't even have to worry about a kicker. That is just. It's so. Yeah. The phenomenon is real. <laughs> That and like you said, they're like the force field we have at the red zone within the five yard line. It's just we cannot. That's the worst. Like if you told me what's the worst two things to combine, it's fumbling and not being able to score within the five yard line. Like it's just ridiculous. It's like the damn year. Iron Dome mm. out there, and you guys get in the red zone. <laughs> force you played ball let out of Bama. How, dude, how can right. we? How can we get these boys to stop fumbling dude. this ball? How can they keep running? All right. Well, when Mama used to give me a box of chocolates, I ran with it. I didn't drop it. So you hold on to the ball and you just run. That's the most Cajun <laughs> force I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, yeah. All right. Anything else on Clemson? I got one more thing to say and we'll get out of here. All right, I got a good friend named Bubba. Bubba used to say, shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can barbecue it. You can boil it. You can broil it. You can bake it. And you can saute it. Days of shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, shrimp gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried. But best of all, cocks <laughs> by 90, baby. Let's go. That doesn't work. I'll see y'all boys next week. Later, farts. <laughs> <laughs>